0: Farmers protesting thousands upon thousands of them across the globe. It started in India and others protesting in other, including right here in Washington state. What's this all about? In the Punjabi region in India, um, there have been a lot of farmers affected and other parts of India as well. And how does that relate to farming here? It's interesting to see farming in the news that way. Farmers speaking out. uh, and, And certainly farmers that are protesting are worried about their future... There are some connections in multiple ways to us here locally in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome to the Farming Show here on KGMI, News Talk 790. We have talked about it before. What would it look like if farmers protested? Certainly, uh, these folks who are under immense amounts of pressure and very, very concerned about the situation that they're in in India are demonstrating the power that farmers can have when they come together as a large group and, and speak out. Did I mention, by the way, I'm Dylan Honkoop with Save Family Farming, Whatcom Family Farmers here on KGMI. So that's my, my daily focus is farming advocacy speaking out for the farming the family farming community joining me right now is someone who has quite a bit of insight into what's happening in India someone who's been speaking out about that issue here in support of of those folks in India and is also now speaking out about issues family farms face right here in in Whatcom County Paul Sanga with Mountain View Berries welcome to the program this morning thanks for uh, being able to join us here Explain first, what what's going on in India, just generally? I know it's complicated. There are a lot of elements to this, but generally, why are these farmers so upset and, and making headlines around the globe?
1: Well, uh, hi, Dylan. Yeah, thanks thanks for having me. Um, you're, you're right. So if we were to really go through every little detail, we could be talking about this for hours and hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the basis of everything is really just um, unfair and unjust treatment of farmers uh, by the government. So, you know, really it it has boiled down to there were promises and even laws that were in place for years and years uh, for the family farmers in India, especially in the Punjab region. And uh, almost overnight, uh, those protections and everything were taken away. And without any input from real family farmers who uh, make up a very big majority of the farming community there, Um, you know, farmers went through many channels, many protocols for discussion about what had happened. And the government's actually kind of shot them down, shut Mm. them out, and uh, is going as far as, you know, using tear gas and water cannons at this Mm. point on very large, peaceful groups, um, not even allowing them to enter the city, actually. And and the government has very openly actually just favored um, corporate farming and corporate agriculture. Farmers really are just asking for their rights,
0: um, well, and and, and and for their voice to be heard,
1: and for their voice to be heard, absolutely, from what, from what
0: I understand. And and that's that's what I think is so important. We can debate, and it seems like that's what a lot of people are talking about is is the merits of the the changes that the Indian government is actually talking about. But to me, the bigger question is: were farmers involved in this process, or was this just made unilaterally by the government? That's something we have experience with here right here in Whatcom County and here in Washington state uh, as well, where farmers don't always have a seat at the table on major decisions and changes by our leaders and officials that can have devastating impacts on farming. And so to me, that's the common thread here. Am I right in seeing it that way?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Dylan, Um, you know, we, Farmers have come a long way, just using an example of even um, India and then trying to kind of correlate to what's going on here. There, There's always been this um, divide between an understanding or hasn't been much understanding of what farms and especially family farms actually go through on a daily basis to um, be productive and uh, make a living. And the more that it seems like um, that divide is getting wider and wider, farms are really just seeming to get pushed aside for more, uh, whether it be corporate farming or just completely different industries in favor of those. Um, now, so it's very important that farmers' voices are, are heard and understood.
0: Now, your family is from that region of Punjab, right, originally? Yes, yes, yes. Do you uh, still have any connections back there or family or anybody who's, who's closer to this? Are you hearing anything from folks back there?
1: Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. Uh, My dad's brother is actually there living there right now. And uh, a lot of other family, we have some really strong connections back there. And that's why, you know, we most of the Punjabi Sikh community here in Whatcom County, too, they have such a strong connection to what's going on there, because Uh, of growing up there and living through that and and there's been other crises for farming in the past and it's really an understanding of what daily they are going through Uh, you will hear you will read Uh, we've seen that farmers have been invited to the table and there's been conversations but you know when you really find out what's on the ground over there you understand that that's not necessarily what's happening
0: yeah and 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 those themes are the same themes that led to the formation of the the organization I work for, and that you're part of the leadership of Paul. Uh, Paul Sangas, who we're talking with here on the farming show this morning here on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop. I work for Save Family Farming and, and the local affiliate, Whatcom Family Farmers. Paul is actually on the leadership uh, board for Whatcom Family Farmers. And that's, I mean, you know as well as anyone, Paul, that's why we came together is to start having more of a seat at the table, having more of a voice, speaking out on issues that are important to family farming here locally. Absolutely. And that's also the re- I understand you've even gone down to be a part of some of these protests in Seattle about what's happening in India or I guess the Seattle area.
1: Yeah. They, you know, there've been, there have been just protests and, you know, I, I don't know if I should call them protests even. Yeah. There have been more of um, more of support rallies yeah. um, that have been happening. There was one here in Bellingham and, you know, they've been in England, in Canada, in Australia. Communities all over the place are coming together and just showing their support. Uh, uh, right now, the protests going on there uh, or the rallies going on there in India are up into close to the millions. You know, that's just based on the population of... Um, The state of Punjab and India in itself. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of support here Um, just, you know, for their right to be able to at least try to voice their opinions um, and have their voice be heard. Now, I think it's important that everybody understands how how big of a tool that is. And we can't give that up. It's important to have.
0: Absolutely. Um, so important, especially in our current culture in this day and age, how our, our politics work. It's important that people hear from real farmers um, rather than have other people make decisions for them without their involvement or input. Again, talking with Paul Sanga with Mountain View Berries. uh Based here, well, I guess, south of between Bellingham and Linden, generally, right? Yes. We'll talk yep. about what you guys do. You guys have some some blueberry. You have been in the raspberry business, but you kind of have focused more on blueberries more recently, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So my my family's background, you know, our, our our backbone and foundation has been farming from India all the way to here. When Dad came here in 1975 um, until he retired, and I took over and started doing things. Um, we were big raspberry farmers and uh, slowly kind of shifted our focus over to blueberries, did both for a bit. And now we're uh, just blueberry farmers here in Whatcom County, um, along with growing blueberries, um, do other sorts of agriculture business in various ways. And, uh, definitely our, I, w- I would say our foundation. And everything we've been able to build up comes from our farm and our family's farm.
0: Now, on this issue that we've been talking about, uh, as far as farmers' voices being heard, you... I know sent a, a letter to the Seattle City Council. The C- for just for in terms of background, the Seattle City Council what a couple of weeks ago or so um, passed a resolution in support of uh, the farmers uh, protesting and demonstrating in India, um, saying that yes, farmers need to have a voice. Um and you sent a letter thanking the city council in Seattle for that support, but then also raising some other questions and concerns here at home. Explain what, what's going on here locally. You know, we've been talking a lot about this water issue, and I know uh, you're very concerned about that as well.
1: Yes, yep. So, yeah, I was, um, myself and the entire community, I, I think the entire Farming community, not even just Indian, but the mm-hmm. entire community as a whole, uh, was very surprised and uh, very thankful that uh, the Seattle City Council had taken the steps that they did. And I really wanted to show our community's appreciation for that. Um, it, it, uh, it takes a lot of courage um, to be able to speak up, especially for something that's overseas and far away. And um, I, I just really wanted to acknowledge how much we did appreciate that. And along with that, uh, I thought, uh, you know, it was an opportunity to maybe voice our concerns here to somebody who may not necessarily understand how things are progressing here in Whatcom County and what we might be up, up against for farms here. So, uh, you know, I, I wanted to thank them and then also just draw their attention to this upcoming adjudication um, that with the tribes and You know, I'm sure the details have been shared by many, but I hope so. But there's a big concern here within the entire farming community of what could happen uh, through this adjudication process. And I just really wanted to draw their attention to that as well, that we would definitely need uh, their, their help in coming up with a better solution that would be fair to everybody.
0: And I think a big part of the concern is, you know, our farmers' voices, family farmers' voices right here in Whatcom County and in, in Washington State being heard by the government leaders making Decision in in this particular case with this water rights adjudication uh, plan that's been proposed that could be so deeply damaging to the farming community are they, are are these groups like the the Washington State Department of Ecology that that's making these plans and trying to move forward with this and asking for funding and things like that are they listening to the farmer voice uh, are they are they talking to the farming community obviously there's more uh, there are more parties involved if you will but that farmer voice it needs to be listened to and part of the decision making process Um, talk about your concern as a family farmer going forward And, and a lot of farms are saying, hey, uh, and I think even right here on the program, Greg Eby, local seed potato grower, um, voiced that this could, I think his words were, this could be the beginning of the end for family farming here locally, that this could put Mm -hmm. his family's, um, you know, multi-generational farms future in jeopardy. Is is that along the lines of what you're concerned about right now?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I I think uh, there's a lot of people that would agree with Greg that uh, really have an understanding of what this could potentially, mean. I I definitely do hope, Dylan, that our voices are being heard. Um, You know, we we work together closely and with everybody else that we're trying everything we can to make sure our voices are heard. And we're also trying to make sure that the community throughout the state, um, all the farming community throughout the state and outside of the farming community understand that this is not a us versus them or them against us or him against the, the other party or anything like that. This is really something that can be resolved by just working together. Um, we we don't necessarily have to face something that, you know, we have to take to the courts. Um, and, I, and I'm a big believer in that. I think the farming community has done a great job and they've always done a great job of showing how the communities can work together and resolve things without um, having to really Get into legal processes. Yeah, um, th- they've done a great job of that, and there shouldn't be any reason why we're not able to do that now. Um, we we respect absolutely the rights and the we, we respect the rights of the tribes in this situation. We respect the. Um, vision of the Department of Ecology and what they're trying to do. Um, so if, if everybody can, can be on the same page and understand why it's happening, we should be able to avoid something that's potentially so devastating to the farms in the community. And unfortunately, the adjudication process is going to be devastating for the farming community. And we, we would really like to avoid having to go down that road and just have a neighbor versus neighbor, mm-hmm. just watch out for myself mentality spending all of our funds towards fighting or something in court, um, rather than taking those same funds, which we could spend towards progressing towards a positive resolution to all this.
0: Absolutely. And that's exactly in line with what I've been saying on this program, what we've been talking about on social media and uh, been sharing in the press and just trying to get this message out that these problems we feel can't be fixed in a courtroom, um, mm-hmm. That they they we need collaboration first and foremost before yeah th- things ultimately need to be you know legally ratified or whatever the process might be but first we have to have collaboration between everybody who uses water and that's everybody here in our community to to do this right and mm-hmm. you know jumping first to a courtroom process totally gets that backwards and forces everybody to be in conflict rather than working together. It's totally backwards as far as I see it. And um, that's what I'm hearing from you as well. Uh, Again, we've been talking with Paul Sanga, Mountain View Berries here in, in Whatcom County on the program this morning. Um, It's encouraging to hear more and more voices speaking out on this. I know quite a few folks within the, the Indian Sikh uh, local farming community are getting plugged in and, and are speaking out on, on this issue as well. What are you hearing from within that community, Paul? Because I know you're so connected and well-respected within that community. What are what are those folks saying about this uh, amongst themselves?
1: Well, well, a lot of concern, a lot of concern. Um, and then everyone is uh, starting to have the same conversation that you and I are having now, that um, we we need to reach something before we all have to just try to sp- spend time to defend ourselves the entire time working together. It, at the end of the day, we are going to have to come up with some pro- some sort of a process where we work together. Um, so why not start there? And you know the the members of the Punjabi and Indian farming community. Um, there are some of the newest farmers in the community, in the community, you know, there's well mm-hmm. over, I think a hundred farms now, and it's a good group. It's a good, strong group. Um, and it, they're, they're really wanting to become a part of this in a positive way. Uh, but the concern is absolutely there. Uh, that's one thing I would say is they, they're concerned they'll be losing their, their family farms, um, they 're not sure really what direction to head with this. Uh, a lot of the people are slowly starting to learn a lot of information about exactly what the process would entail if adjudication were to happen um, and it's uh it's a lot of sleepless nights mm-hmm. you know it it 's very concerning
0: well in some ways it's a shame that we 've even gotten this far with this threat of conflict. Uh, it's it's too bad that we're in this place where people have to be facing those sleepless nights and the unneeded stress and anxiety about all of this when we should be already putting that energy into coming together. We should be putting uh, money into that rather than, you know, I know some farms are already, you know, preparing to, you know, how well, they're going to have to hire legal representation. They have to go down that road because they need to protect themselves and their, their farm and their family's future it's really too bad already that it's gotten this far. And we really hope to see state leadership step up and recognize that the path that they've set out on is not the right path, that there is a different way to do this that is much better for everyone, including FISH, including all the different interests and uh, rights and treaty rights and all those things, a much better way to protect that and keep our community intact uh, than the process that some people are are pushing at this time. Uh, Paul Sanga, Mountain View Berries, thanks for your time chatting with us on the program. Keep us posted with what's happening you know, across the globe and also what's happening right here at home.
1: You bet, Dylan. Thank you so much for having me.